It's Radiothon time again at 3CR. This year marks 40 years of Radical Radio at 3CR and we're asking you to keep us on air for another 40 years by donating your money to 3CR's Radical Radiothon. June the 6th to the 19th, call us on 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Enjoy your podcast. Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents here on Community Radio 3CR, one minute past nine o'clock. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morrow. And uh, on this uh, week's program, we very um, we get the usual roundup uh, of news stories from the Asia Pacific uh, region. And also we're very fortunate to have a live guest on the studio. We hardly ever have them live, Pierre. That, that's right. <laughs> They're usually pickled and, uh, and preserved. <laughs> that's right, that's right. We normally wheel them in in jars, but this, this time we've got a live one. That's right. And um, so we'll hear this interview in the second half of the program. And also, I think this is the first time we've ever had a cartoonist on the program. So it's another first. But we have, we're very fortunate to have uh, Zulkifi Anwar Hake, better known as Zuna, who's a cartoonist from Malaysia who um, draws and uh, political cartoons, and he's actually now facing over 40 years in prison for sedition. Um, so that's, um, that's a very heavy uh, sentence to have over your head. And so we'll hear more about um, why, about what his work, about Zuna's work, and why he might be facing such a heavy sentence in about um, 15 minutes. And of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. You can get in touch with us uh, on by email, A-A-W-L at A-A-W-L.org.au. You can go to our website, all the W's.A-A-W-L.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well, so you can find us on those social media platforms for more news and information from the Asia-Pacific region. But, of course, now time for news from around the region. That's right. And before I get to my news, of course, (laughs) the big um, news for 3CR Radio is that we're almost one week to go for Radiothon for our annual fundraising event. So next week, um, folks, um, we'll have a different program. We'll be be a Radiothon program, and so it'll be a question of asking our listeners for money. The target for this year for 3CR Radio is $220,000, and remember, we are totally self-funded we depend on you to be able to give what you want to hear but we'll go straight to the first um, news stories and we start here in Australia where the situation for refugees in Australia remains mired in the policy of repression from the two main political parties. A local artist exhibition vividly portrays this inhumanity with uh, his work while a group of refugees has have produced a video condemning the actions of the current Immigration Minister, Peter Dutton. Meanwhile, in the offshore concentration camps of Manus and Nauru, the refugees themselves are staging round-the-clock indefinite protests. 
There will be nationwide rallies in support of refugee rights on Saturday, the 18th of June. And from my memory, I think it's 1 o'clock here in Melbourne, 1 o'clock at the State Library. Absolutely. Get along to that demonstration. The refugee issue is such a... Such a, it just makes me so angry. I am almost disabled by how angry it makes me. Still in Australia, uh, last week workers and unions in Melbourne had a victory for workers to hold political views when Ros Ward, an academic at La Trobe University, was reinstated after a short suspension. Ms Ward is one of the co-founders of the Safe Schools curriculum, which aims to promote acceptance of LGBTI students. Roz has been subjected to a sustained attack by conservative and reactionary forces that resulted in her being suspended at the university. A strong and immediate response by her union and other Labor activists led to her being reinstated after a few days. We've posted that video to our website, so check it out. That's um, fantastic to hear. And it was great that the union came behind us so quickly. And within three days, the, the university just said, no, no, there's no issue. She can go back to work. And, uh, and of course, that, um, that campaign has come under sustained attack. And actually, I think it reflects more uh, the sheer amount of work we have to do in the LGBTI space. And that's correct. We go now um, internationally to the region, to the Philippines, where the workers of the garment factory Faremo International, who is a subsidiary of the Korean multinational Hansol, um, and based in one of the export processing zones in Cavite in the Philippines, actually had a good win in the last couple of weeks. After three months of bargaining at the table, the the workers went out for three days for mass protest um, in support for a fair and decent um, enterprise bargaining agreement. The um, Faremo workers won their demand for retirement pay paid leave and other monetary benefits. These issues were previously unresolved and caused a deadlock in these negotiations. And this, I think, is either the second or the third uh, successful strike in this export processing zone in the last few months, Giselle. So I think it's uh, um, obviously the workers are getting more organised, so it's great to see. And in Korea, the health and safety of workers in South Korea took a step forward last week with the recognition that malignant lymphoma is a disease caused by occupational exposure. This small win was a result of hard struggle by labour activists who have been campaigning for years against the practices of companies like Samsung. The difficulty of this struggle can be seen by the fact that a protest camp set up by Labor activists outside Samsung headquarters has been underway for over eight months. Such a, a, a great victory and, you know, many listeners will be will have followed the Samsung story. I mean, at one point the um, activist from Sharps, which is the health and safety campaign over there, had collected some... 52 examples of brain tumours and other injuries caused by inhalation of toxic fumes in single factories across Korea. I mean, um, yes, this is a victory, but so much more struggle in the space of health and safety for these workers. That's right, that's right. And that protest camp is um, still going. Um, We go to Bangladesh now where unfortunately we've got uh, bad news again from the shipbreaking yards in that um, country. Over the last um, few weeks there's been a number of, uh, of deaths um, in the shipbreaking yards at Seco Steel and Lashkar in uh, in Bangladesh. It seemed that um, four lives were lost and three more were 
injured. Um, these um, these were basically um, injured when uh, huge steel plates fell on um, on people, or when there was um, um, other accidents at at work, given their conditions. We've actually um, did have done a lot of uh, reporting on this um, Giselle, and it's um, it's a it's a real case of where you can see where unions are repressed. Uh, the workers are, uh, are terrorised. Um, they're given uh, starvation wages. The, the rate of, of death and injury are uh, incredible. And um, in total, only the first five months of this year, uh, at least 10 workers in the Bangladeshi shipyards have lost their lives. Um, well, another example of the fierce repression against workers and workers organising comes from Pakistan. Many of you might recall the campaign that uh, AAWL was involved in in relation to justice for Baba Jan. So I'll just remind you of some of that history so you know where we're at. So uh, back in 2014, Baba Jan, who's a human rights and labour activist, he was arrested following demonstrations by thousands of people in the region of uh, Gilgit, Baltistan, they were demanding government compensation for landslide damage. Uh, that demonstration kind of became oh, what they're calling a riot. I'm not sure I would say that. Um, but a, a, a number of comrades were arrested f- and sentenced to life imprisonment. There were a bunch of appeals and the most recent report is this, is that this week nine of those political activists got 40 years each a jail sentence by a split decision of the um, Supreme Appellate Court. They were earlier found not guilty by another level in that uh, court hierarchy. So an anti-terrorist court had sentenced them to life, which was overturned by that chief court. So the nine are Baba Jan, who we know very well, Iftikhar Hussain, Alim, Irfan Ali, Shukarullah Beg, Sarfaz, Rashid Musa and Shia Khan. As I said, Babajan is the most popular politician among the others. It's interesting to note that some of those who joined the um, the organisation that was responsible for that during the hearing of two years were acquitted and those who, who didn't join were sentenced. So... Uh, just to let you know that that's what's happened. They've all that that whole process has now ended with forty years for each of them, which is effectively a life sentence. That's right, and I'm and I'm sure the campaign will keep going. And again, in Pakistan, we do remember a number of years ago, maybe about five years ago, where those uh, six uh, textile workers from Faisalabad got eighty years each, um, and they were managed to get released after a few years um, through a massive campaigning by the comrades. So we hope that uh, the campaign continues to for their freedom. Now we go to uh, Palestine, where a little bit of uh, good news, uh, Giselle, just a little bit, that uh, at the start of this month, uh, Khalida Jarrah um, a, was released from jail after 14 months of administrative detention. Um, Khalida is actually uh, a member of the Palestinian parliament. At her release, Khalida message was that internationally the Palestinian Solidarity Movement needs to devote more energy and campaigning on the issue of of Palestinian prisoners in Israeli jails, of which there are over 7,000 now in in jail. Now, having said that, it was good news that she got released. Um, At the same time that Khalida was released, new arrests have highlighted the reach of the Israeli state. 
Earlier in the year, Mohammed Nazal was abducted while living in Egypt, while Nasser Qaz, who is actually the director of the Palestinian Prisoner Society in Jerusalem, was arrested last week. Our last story for the morning um, is a global story. So a new report by the International Trade Union Confederation has provided more evidence of how companies use subcontracting arrangements <clears throat> excuse me, to lower wages and conditions. The report analysed 50 global companies and found that they directly employed only 6% of their workforce. The remaining 116 million workers were employed across a vast global network of supply chain companies in a massive race to the bottom arrangement. Only through organising workers globally across all countries can workers fight back against the power of these companies. So... When you see those statistics, it's sometimes it just brings it, it back to you. Don't it? Right, there you go. Just um, very quickly before we go to yep. some community announcements and then our feature story for the morning, um, Australia Asia Worker Links' next fundraiser is on Monday the 20th of June at 6 o'clock at Long Play, uh, which is in North Fitzroy. We're screening a documentary called The Lab and there'll be a, a guest uh, introduction by Jacob Grecker, long-standing stalwart anti-war and anti-arms trade activist. So The Lab is a documentary about the arms trade in Israel and particularly the marketing of these weapons as being tested in combat, in other words, against the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank. So get along to the documentary. Sounds uh, very interesting. I will certainly be there. So it's just on 13 past 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio. It's 40 years. Let the station spin around. I hope it's around for the next 40 years. CR has been a trailblazer. It's still the leader and the benchmark in terms of actually engaging the community. Keep the trail blazing. Support 3CR in our 40th birthday radiothon. From June 6 to 19. To donate, call 94198377 or go to 3cr.org.au. The role it plays is really, really, really important. And the role it plays in empowering people on a personal level empowering communities and giving communities the power to actually take a bit of control of their future cannot be underestimated. Three CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. It's just on quarter past um, nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio and you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, the weekly program brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And um, it's our pleasure to have uh, on uh, in the studio with us um, Zuna, who is a cartoonist and satirist from um, Malaysia who has um, been um, playing his trade in Malaysia for over 20 years. He has done many cartoons. He 
He's a multi-award winning cartoonist and has also written lots of books. He has uh, been recognised with a Press Freedom Award, um, the Helmut Hammett uh, Human Rights Watch, and um, very recently the Cartooning for Peace Award 2016, which um, Kuna would uh, think would make you a bit of, of a personality and a bit of a hero in Malaysia. But it seems that um, you're facing over 40 years uh, jail time for dissent, uh, for sedition. And um, we've actually um, uh, had in the last uh, 12 months a number of interviews and um, stories about uh, the level of repression in Malaysia. But maybe before we get to your case, maybe you can give us a bit of uh, introduction to how you started to draw political cartoons and what led you into that sphere. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for having me here. Um, I always, uh, when I was young, I was a small kid, I always wanted to draw cartoon. Uh, my first cartoon uh, get published when I was 12 years old in the magazine, children magazine. But I took science in my school, so I, I didn't have any um, formal education on art. And my first job in the hospital. So, but... Uh, Finally, I have to choose whether to dealing with numbers or to dealing with crea- something creative works. Uh, finally, I decided uh, when I and uh, I was uh, early twenties, I said I want to be a cartoonist. So I start to to draw cartoon. But uh, uh, I at one point in in my career, I said I said to myself that I. Why I I like to give uh, uh, my comment on political scenario in Malaysia, and I I say why don't I combine this between between drawing cartoon and political commentary? So that's why it's become political cartoon. But those days we don't have uh, we as you know Mal- uh, Malaysian media are all controlled by the government. We don't have alternative. Uh, only after reformasi era is 1998. Reformasi era in Malaysia. I start to to uh, I, I that's the only time when I can I be able to draw what I wanted to draw, because we have internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that even even now, I only can publish my work in internet. I was going to ask you, you know, if the media was very much controlled by the government, mm-hmm. where were you publishing your cartoons? So you've had trouble actually publishing your your art. Yeah, actually, we, we even now I I, I like I said I, uh, no newspaper in Malaysia dare to publish my cartoons, so I have to depends on uh, internet. But I I uh, but I compile that works to, into books, and now the government banned seven of my books under the ground. Underground, the ground was. Uh, the contents are detrimental <coughs> to public order, then can influence the people to revolt against the government after reading cartoon books. <laughs> and they also, uh, and after that, the government, the government official, the authority went to to the bookstores around Malaysia, and uh, raided the bookstore and give them a very strong warning that their license will be taken away if they continue to sell my book. Mm-hmm. And the authority also raided my office several times, and they, they confiscate books and original drawing. 
and they also um, raided printers. Trees of printers being raided, and they also been uh, the, the warning to them also the same thing that the whole business license will be revoked if they print my my book. Now nobody want to print my book un- unless I I need to blacken the name of the printers. And um, now I depends on to sell my book online. But last year, police the police arrested my online sales manager and demanded him to release all my customers' name, which is refused. And um, uh, I was arrested twice uh, under the Sedition Act. The I mean the repression or, or the 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 pressure against you is quite immense, but it, it's. And as extraordinary as you are, obviously, in your work, it sits in a political context so that there must be something else happening in Malaysia to cause the pressure on you. And I want to look at that a little bit. I want to look at the broader repression against organising, against workers, against human rights activists. Um, You know, in, in... a couple of minutes, can you describe the broader political framework in Malaysia that gives rise to the amount of pressure and repression that you're under? Yeah, um, I would like to say that now, uh, you know, the, because of generally now the declining of support to the government, that makes government feel uh, insecure. So there is now they introduce so many laws to, to make sure that their position is safe. So we have a Sedition Act, which is uh, not last year, 91% already been victim of the Sedition Act. Uh, and also we have a Peaceful Assembly Act. And we have also Multimedia Acts now uh, because the people are using uh, social media more. So the government may be worried then they introduced this law. And they, we also have uh, recently, just uh, two days ago, the government uh, uh, passed a new bill, a new law, called National Security Council, which give a power to the Prime Minister to declare emergency. This power was previously under the King, but now it goes to the Prime Minister. So because of they already feel insecure, so they definitely will, will uh, they, they take all steps to silent critics. So this is what happening in Malaysia now. It's become more and more, you know. The, 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 when the, the time, you know, day by day, they will definitely take a very strong and hard way to silent critics. What has happened to the Bersay movement, which is arguably the um, the force of the power of the people rising up in in a protest for clean and transparent elections? What has happened to that? Yeah, they, they, they had Bersay movement is uh, the the we have protests almost every year. It's a very huge protest in Kuala Lumpur. Recently, about 400,000 people marched to the street and also here globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, their demand is for free and fair election because in Malaysia, election in Malaysia is, you know, that full of fraud and, uh, and gerrymandering is uh, common there. But we, 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 we need more, more people to go to the street. The Bersi, we have 400,000. We have population of 30 million people. So... It may give more impact if more people uh, finally go to street and make their 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 stand. This is the challenge for us now because some part of Malaysian, some Malaysian, they still feel comfortable by this, or they don't care. 
don't dare or don't care. For me, there's two things, you know. So, so we really this uh, become uh, very very hard for for activists to make to convince them that this is how, this is what happening in our country. Corruption is huge and injustices everywhere. And please come and join us for be, to to push for change or reform. And just um, uh, trying to tie back the broader. Uh, movement that uh, you've just been talking about, the broader issues with your work. So what exactly do you cartoons um, look at? Do they look at corruption? Do they look at the repression? Now, why is it that you've been targeted so much in your cartoons? My, uh, the two important subjects in my cartoon are uh, first, corruption, and second, injustices. I only focus on that two. Which is, you know, that this is been blackened out by mainstream media. They don't publish this issue because it's considered sensitive. Because when we're talking about corruption in Malaysia, it's involved at the very highest level. So there are YMDB issues, uh, scoping scandal issues, and there are uh, cow issues. People say that uh, national feed lot considered as cow issues, which involve millions. And uh, that's what my 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 uh, subject. Also, the the murder of um, Al Tuya is the, the, the mm-hmm. in a scoping uh, scandal. So I I for me what I do is uh, my concept of doing cartoon is uh, first I need to make my stand very very clear. So that is my slogan is how can I be neutral even my pen has a stand, mm-hmm. and also the way I do it in this word. Why pinch when you can punch? So, so that is why I want to do. That's why I do. People say hard hitting cartoon with the subject, but this we we must this must be done. You know, we can. This is not an option, but it's a, a for me a responsibility as a political cartoonist. You know, for me the talent is not a gift, but a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And one additional question on the cartoon, like your audience. Now, unfortunately, the government of Malaysia have always uh, played on and and pushed ethnic divisions within Malaysia and religious divisions. Who is your audience like? Is it mainly the um, the Chinese Malay, the Malay, the Malay, or the Tamil Malay? Like, who who do you draw for? I I, I draw for all Malaysian. That that's the language of cartoon. You know, we we don't have a Chinese character, I don't have Chinese character, Malay characters or Indian characters. It's all for Malaysian. I want to, through my cartoon, I want to tell Malaysian that our enemy is not among races. This is not enemy. Our enemy is corrupt regime. So let's come together and fight the corrupt regime. So I can say that uh, because the language of cartoon is so universal, and uh, it's in a visual form that everybody can accept and can understand. Even though there are uh, some, I, sometimes I use a little bit English word, but the, the visual is, uh, I, I can say that can be accepted by all races and also all type of ages. I have friends 10 years old. I have friends 80 years old. So, so its range is very, 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 very wide. So. 
Well, um, I mean, we're getting towards the end of um, our time with you, so I did want to promote an event that is coming up later today where um, some of our listeners can get to know you a little bit better and um, get to hear more of your incredible story and politics as well. Pierre, you've got those Uh, details. Yep, so it's a public seminar on sedition and the cost of democracy. It's at half past two today, so it's 2.30 to 5 p.m., Today, Saturday, at the uh, um, Melbourne Law School, it's the building is Law G08 at 185 Pelham Street, Carlton. So it's uh, 2.30 to 5pm, Melbourne Law School at 185 Pelham Street, Carlton. So if you can get there, if you want to know a bit more about uh, Zuna, about the cartoons, what he does, um, um, how does he uses his pen to stand um then go along and i believe it's a free event yeah free event. it's it's a free event so that's fantastic so zuna thank you very much for coming here with us this morning and uh explain a bit more what's happening in in malaysia and um it's been a real pleasure and honor to have you here we wish you all the best and we'll certainly keep listeners abreast uh with what's happening maybe just a very very last quick thing is there a date for your court case? Yeah, my next date is uh, on eighth uh, of September this year. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We'll certainly uh, keep an eye look on lookout for that. Thank you. Well, that does bring us to the end of the show. It's twenty my twenty nine minutes past nine o'clock. Very quickly in the closing minutes, don't forget the refugee rally on the eighteenth of June at one o'clock at the State Library. Also, AAWL's fundraiser on the twentieth of June at 6 o'clock at Long Play. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Morrow. And another friendly reminder that Radiothon is coming up next week. So um, put your pennies and put your dollars away. We do need that money to stay on air. So we'll go for a quick uh, community announcement and then we'll be uh, going to the Palestine Remembered show. So thank you for listening. Keep listening. And we'll be back next week at 9 o'clock for another program of Asia-Pacific Currents. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.